0: is going on in your lives. And when stuff goes on in your lives, God deposited, it deposits it in me and Pastor Teresa. And this is the thing. This is how God works. This is why we pray together. I know a pastor and his wife, they don't pray together. They pass the church, they don't pray together. That's their, that's their stilo. That's how they get down. I ain't no judgment. But we have to pray together because she'll wake up and go. She talked about you guys the other day. She was like, I was thinking about David, too. I was like, you know what? I just sent David texts. They were on my mind. No, that's God. Zandra Rott, I just, I, just, I just sent him a text. I just said something. Like every time, every time, so I know it's God. It, you know, even if, it's even like, like Stephanie Ortiz, we were talking about you the other day. Right? I had no idea. <laughs> we were talking about you the other day, right? Because God deposits in us as leaders. And sometimes it gets a little heavy. So, I'm like, get this off me, get this off me. <laughs> Lord, do something, whatever it is, what, what's going on. And sometimes he shows me, sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes, I'm going to give you a clue. If I come to you and I say, what's going on with you today? Nine times out of ten, the Lord has already told me something's going on in your life. So when you lie and say nothing, there's nothing I can do. I can say, okay. Some of you I push. I ain't doing that no more. I'm not doing that no more because it's, it's too much. It's just too much. So if I come to you and say, what's going on with you, and you go, nothing, and I go, really? And you go, yes, then you know that I know you're lying. But the Lord has sent you somebody to pray with you. The Lord has sent you somebody to help encourage your strong, your strong you to encourage your weaker you, but you just said, no, thank you. Know that. I can't make you pray with me. I can't make you tell me what the issue is. You don't have to tell me the specifics, but the generalities I already know because the Holy Spirit always sh- shared it with me. So I come to you as your pastor, as your friend in some instances, and say, Look, what's going on? But when you say nothing, I'm good. Just know, I'm going to say, I ain't going to be like her because I'm not like her. Okay. Because she'll be like, You know, I just trying to talk to Roddy. I was like, You know what? <laughs> Shake the dust. I mean, you know, I'm not like that, but. Because so I'm just like, you ride you to gonna... <laughs> Anyway, so verse 5, right? So you walk around the house, Lord, I want to inquire in your temple. I want to be in your house. I want to know where your jacuzzi is built, for one. I want to know the new additions that are going on in your house. Lord, I just want to spend time with you. I want to walk around and be with my dad. That's what it is. And when I go with my godfather, because my, my father and I are close, it's my, it's my, oddly enough, is my dad's best friend from college. I walk around the whole house, and he shows me everything that he showed me before, and it's the same thing. And I go, oh, that's nice. Oh, you added this. Oh, yeah, you weren't here. Yes, I was. Oh, I told you about it. Yeah, you did. (laughs) You know, and so that's what we do, right? You're spending time with your father. Verse 5, for in the time of trouble, and this is one of my favorite verses, for in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock. Now, a pavilion is a large tent, right? And uh, the Bible says, and the Hebrew says elaborate, which means it's detailed. That's why he can hide you in the secret of that pavilion in the tabernacle. How many people have a secret hiding place for stuff in their house? No? You know a secret hiding place? Done. You don't have a secret hiding place for stuff in your house? If you live, Jess, you got a secret hiding place? <laughs> I know, all, I know. Well, if you live alone, you don't need a secret hiding place. But Pastor Teresa, I know all her secret hiding places because she's no good at it. I'm really good at it. I'm one of those. You need to do a roll, a flip. There's, <laughs> if you step here, you know, it's like Temple of Doom kind of stuff. Yeah, because when I hide stuff, and she, and you know what? But the thing about her, though, you can hide some, you can do like this. And she'll never see it. I I mean, maybe I'm lucky that way. She'll never see it. But in the secret of your tabernacle, Lord, so what David is saying, Lord, I want you to put me in a secret place where nobody knows where I am. The enemy doesn't even know where I am. If he comes and he roams these halls, MD, he roams these halls, he cannot find me. He's walking through, he's breathing. I can see his footsteps in the closet. He knows I'm there, but he can't get to me because my God has hidden me away in the secret of his tabernacle. And then he sets me up upon a rock, Zandra, and I thought about you for this, and I'll tell you what. (laughs) He sets me up on a rock, right? And we know the rock is himself, is God. But he pulls me out of whatever trouble I'm in, and some of us get in trouble a lot, used to trying to do better and he puts me on a rock but the scripture six says he sets me on a rock and now shall my head be lifted above mine enemies round about me so in the midst of your situation in the midst of those people who don't like you we talked about enemies last week people who haters who are hate you no matter what family members who are trying to do the right thing, but their impact is different than their intention. But they feel like they need to get you straight. And then there are people who just don't know you, right? And if they got to know you, they would love you. But so secret admirers, people are going to hate on you no matter what, no matter what you do. I'm a millionaire. I hate you. I'm poor. I still hate you, right? And those people who don't know you, I'm a millionaire. I'm your friend. I'm poor. I'm not your friend anymore. Those people. And then your family members or friends who I, I had to tell you because you needed to know, well, th- not, this wasn't the appropriate time, all right? So you're surrounded by your enemies, but the Lord has elevated you and pulled you out of that. But they're still around you. Your situation is still around you, but God has pulled you out of it. And I, for some reason, Zandra, I thought about your job. And I don't know why. And I, I, I'm not trying to put you on blast or anything, but when I was doing this the other day, I was like, and, I, and that's when I started praying for you. Um, so, and I want you to, okay, and I want you to make the request. God is, God is waiting for you to make the, the, God is waiting for you, you, to make the ridiculous request about your job. You're not doing it. He's waiting for you to make that ridiculous request. Whatever, if it's working two days and getting $10,000 more, whatever the ridiculous request it is that you have in your head, because there is one there, he is waiting for you to ask him for it. There you go. He's waiting for you, to, and maybe that's why he's waiting for you to ask him for it. So although my enemies are around me, surrounding me, they can't lay a finger on me. God has put me upon this rock. How many people know the story of Daniel and the lion's den? I reread this story. These guys, they were out to get him. They, they were out to get him. So the king divides up the country in 120 sections. He puts a leader in front of each country. They're called a star trap. Put a star trap in front of each section. uh, Daniel and maybe three three other cats were over these guys. But the Lord favored Daniel. So wherever Daniel put his foot, there was favor. There was was favor in the kingdom of King Darius because Daniel was there. Daniel was devoted to God. Daniel didn't waver. I'm going to do what God says no matter what. So I'm reading, so these guys come to the king, and they're like, look, you know what? Why don't we do this for 30 days? Everybody pray to you. Anybody who prays to anybody else, they pray to you. And I'm thinking, why 30 days? 30 days because Babylon had so many kingdoms, and everybody believed what they believed, and they believed in order to keep order. You just, you pray into that tree, you keep praying to that tree. I'm not going to try to make you pray to anything else. You pray to that tree, but we own you. So we don't have to come down there and kill everybody. You keep praying to the tree, we don't want to, Right? So for 30 days, they go to the king, and they say, King, everybody should pray to you for 30 days. If they don't pray to you, and the king, it's like, that, that's a great idea. <laughs> Not knowing that, you know, they were organizing against this boy. They were rolling against him, right? So they were like, oh, look, Daniel, Daniel and Daniel, D- Daniel wasn't even there. Now, if we're all working together, now think about this. This is your job. We're all working together. The four of us are over everything else. Three of you are having a meeting, I'm not present. Something's wrong. But we, we worry about that kind of stuff. They're talking about me. They're saying these things about me. We spend more energy trying to counteract what these other people are doing, and we don't have to do that. You are my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? I'm wasting time worrying about these fools. Can I say fools? I'm worrying time worrying about these fools. Right? So I can't do my job. I can't do anything because I'm up at night stressing about it. I come home talking about it. It's on my mind all the time. I'm trying to organize against them. I'm trying to, they're they're doing this, and they're going to get me fired. If you're walking with the Lord, you ain't got to worry about that. You are my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? He will set you up upon a rock with your enemies round about you. So they caught... Daniel praying, and they were like, oh, your boy was praying. You made an edict. He got to, he got to die, and the king, he realized that he had been duped, and he was like, he waited a whole day, because he was like, okay, something's got to happen. I know, Daniel, uh, you need to talk to your God, have your God fix the situation. Daniel was like, I don't know what to do, man, so they threw him in the lion's den, and you know the story, Daniel came out, the king was like, oh my God, you're... he was like, everybody praise Daniel's God, because he kept the lion from eating Daniel. Now what happened, what happened, what happened, we don't hear this part of the story. He took those dudes, not only them, he put their whole families in there. You, you, all 16 of your kids, you, 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 everybody, everybody. Because the Lord will look after you. He's telling you this. This is, Daniel, this is David's prayer to the Lord. This is what you do for me. So in your job situation, I don't know why I'm harping on it. I don't know why I'm harping on it. I don't know why I'm harping on it. But in your job situation, the Lord is trying to lead you out. Of, the Lord is trying to set you up upon a rock. He's trying to put you up here. Everybody else is down there he's trying to do it all you have to do is ask all you have to do is ask and it ain't got to be a public declaration either God said just come to me and ask it's an outward expression of inward conviction so we spend all of our time we waste all of our time trying to trying to counteract what they're doing and check this out after King Darius died Daniel still had favor with the next king Okay. After King Darius died, Daniel still had favor with the next king. The next dude who was supposed to be in charge. Y'all are hearing me. Y'all are not hearing me. That's why I'm going to give you a little bit of this today. Because you... Tell me. Your jobs. What's going on in your lives. You know, we... Pastor Teresa says all the time. Turn the heart of the king. Only the Lord can change somebody's heart is persecuting you. I mean, you could beat them up if you want to do that, but we don't do that anymore, right? Right. So, <laughs> you know, we don't, we don't do that anymore. We, 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 we allow the Lord to do what he's going to do, and God is saying, just trust me. But it's, not, it's not working out fast enough. There's a deadline. Just trust me, but the deadline's the 30th. It's the 29th. Just trust me, and then we do what uh, Sarah did. God said we're going to have a child. God said we're going to have a child. So you go sleep with her so we can have a child. I'm going to help God out. And right, that's when we get into trouble. I'm going to help you out. How many times have you been trying to do something and your child comes to help you out and you wind up hurting your child? I kicked that nieder in the head yesterday because she wanted to help me with the dog, and, and she, and you know, and, you, know I, you know, she's exercising her independence, but I told her, I, I told her, I said, stay here, yeah, but daddy, I, baby, I got this, that's what God is saying, baby, I got this, but daddy, the dog's supposed to be behind, that, <laughs> I got it, so the dog, so I'm running, I, I clean up the poop, because we still got to keep him inside, because he had had his shots, yeah, that's a whole other story, so, I'm trying to get him. I go to get him. She moves. I move my foot up because he runs under. I need her. Bam! In her head. And then I got mad. So I grabbed the dog. (laughs) Took it out on the dog. (laughs) Grabbed the dog. Put him in. You made me hurt my baby. Right? And she's bawling, right? And I'm like, oh, my God. Teresa's not here. She's going to come back. She's going to have a goose egg. And she's going to be like, what are you doing to my daughter? I know this looks bad. But what really happened, right? So that's, what, that's what's happening in your lives. God's trying to do something. He's telling you, baby, I got this. I got this. Your job situation, I got this. That illness, I got this. Where you're living, I got this. If you're, uh, your, uh, your relationship with your family, I got this. Whatever you are going through, whatever you are going through, whatever you are going through, God has got it. You are my light and my salvation whom shall I fear? You are the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Of whom? Of what? Nothing. I got this. MD, he's got it. You just have to be patient and let him work it out. So what Dot and I are working on is patience, right? Baby, you understand patience? No, patience is when you sit here after daddy says, sit here and don't move. So daddy can do this. But, but I understand that. You want to help. You do. You want to help. But sometimes when you try to help, you interfere with what daddy's put in place. And then you mess the whole thing up and we have to go back to square one. That's what's going on with somebody in here. I don't know, I don't know who it is. But that's what's going on. <laughs> that's, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's driving me nuts. I'm... Uh, It's driving me nuts. It's driving me nuts. That's what's going on. That's what's going on. That's what's going on. And God's trying to tell you he's got it. It's, 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 let it go. If you saw frozen, let it go. (laughs) If you saw frozen, let it go. Let it go in the wind. let it go. Because God is going to work it out. That next job is coming. God is working it out, whatever's going on in your home. God is working it out, let it go, right? The scripture says, he will hide me in the secret of his tabernacle. He will set my feet upon a rock, and now my head is lifted up above mine enemies, round about me. They haven't gone anywhere. The situation hasn't gone anywhere, but God has taken you out of the situation and blessed you. Or he's allowed you to stay in a situation, but nobody can touch you. That person that comes by your cubicle every day, that gets on your last nerves. I haven't seen them in a while. Oh yeah, they had a heart attack. They're the, you know, a, David, if you read the song, David was like, you know what, kill this person and make that person, break that person's leg, crush them, kill them, crush them. That's, I was like, yo, David was serious. And it would be a song, Bring, bring, Kill them, Lord, I hate them so. Can you make them go, go, go? Or whatever, right? right? Because he knows that God's got him. God is speaking to somebody today. God is speaking that whatever the situation, no matter what it looks like, and I know he's talking to us, no matter what it looks like, and I had to talk to Pastor Teresa about this yesterday. Allow your stronger self to encourage your weaker self. And you do that through worship. You do that through reciting the scriptures. You do that through knowing the Lord is my light, my salvation, whom shall I fear. You do that through knowing that when the wicked, even my enemies and foes, even my friends and family, when they come upon me and they catch me slipping and they want to do something to me, they stumble and fall because God has got my back. Ask him, Zandra, please, 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 for my sake, for my sake, ask For my sake, for my sake, for my sake. And then he said, therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of praise. Yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Right? Now, I don't know if you guys remember this. David was married to Saul's daughter. You guys know David, David King? David was married to Saul's daughter. So... So David, when they brought the Ark of the Covenant back, he's like praising God. And this was his first wife. And so she just goes off on him. I can't believe that you would be like that in front of them. You disrobed in front of them. And so when you read the scripture, if you don't understand the scripture, you think that he don't have any clothes on. But it wasn't that he had any clothes on. He had an ephod on. And this is what the, uh, what the priests wore, right? And it was linen. So it was just, it's, it looks like an apron. So he had this ephod on, and David is praising the Lord. He's Hallel. And what Hallel literally means is crazy praise. (laughs) Crazy praise, right? So David is, I mean, he's just praising God. He gets home, his house is what we're talking about. This is how the enemy gets you. He gets home to his house. His wife's looking out the window. He's praising God. He's dancing all in the streets. I mean, nobody is praising the Lord like David nobody. David instituted 24-hour worship, right? Prayer into his kingdom. Not just the house, the kingdom. Everybody prayed all the time. So David's praising. I mean, he's like doing his running, man, whatever he's doing. You know, whatever he's doing, whatever. I mean, he's doing it. He gets home, right? He's about to bless his house. He walks in. His wife is like, (laughs) I can't believe that you were out there dancing in front of them little slave girls. Now the slave girls were the servants' servants. I can't believe you were out there with no clothes on. You didn't have- He was like, what you talking about? So he's been praising God. So this is what happened to us on Sunday. Usually, normally when we leave here, we get into a fight. Especially when we first started. Now I know how to I about to rebuke that in the name of Jesus. So for something stupid. You lost my hat? I can't believe you. Ah! I'm telling you because when you worship, when you spend your prayer time with the Lord, when you go out into the world, the enemy's like, oh, you thought, how about, boom! And you're like, oh! And if you don't have any word in you, if you don't have a scripture that says, you know what, the Lord is my light, my salvation, I ain't worried about this, they're firing everybody around me, I'm sitting in my cubicle, they're like, okay, you, let's go, pack stuff, let's go, okay, you, let's go. What is going on? They're fighting land. People up? oh my God, we just bought a house. Right? The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? That God is going to, if He if I get fired, He's gonna do something else. He's gonna do something else. Just like Abraham. I'm taking my son to sacrifice him. I don't know what you're gonna do, God. You're gonna make another one just like him. <laughs> or something. That's the kind of faith that we need to walk in, but that kind of faith is hard. We don't want to pay the cost. For that. I want to walk in that kind of faith, and I'm making that declaration, so we're going through too. Not only are we going through, but all the stuff that you're going through, so it's a lot. It's a lot. Please ask him. Please ask him. Ask him. Ask him. I'm going to be on you all day until it leaves me. Please ask him. So, <laughs> so David gets into the house after he's been prayed. They got the ark back. He's praised. Everybody he gets in the house, and his wife is like, And David said, let me tell you something. She said, that's so undignified. He was like, I'll get even more undignified than this. And then you, if you read the scripture, it says, they never had children. They never had children. So one of two things happened. Either, well, maybe one and one B, one, one and one A. Either, either God said, you know what? I'm drawing that up, or they never slept together again. probably both, because was like, I can't deal with this. You know, I got Abigail. (laughs) Right? But for those of us who don't have an Abigail, (laughs) you got to make it work. (laughs) You got to figure it out. You got to go to God. And I have figured out that whenever we have problems, whenever we have problems, I say, she's with the kids, I'm going to tell you. Uh, (laughs) Whenever we have problems, I just say, let's pray. Like yesterday, she came back. And, and I, I have separation anxiety. And then when she comes back, I'm mad that she's gone. But I don't know how to, I'm working on, I'm better now. Uh, I to just tear things up. <laughs> yeah, like a little puppy. Just tear, the house would be torn up. And she'd be like, I was like, I don't, the dogs, I don't know. I would tear something, break something, you know, just acting out. And I was like, you're a grown man, you got to stop that. So, so now I, I verbalize. You know, and I told her, like, when we, we dropped her off, you saw us in the car praying. I was like, I'm having separation anxiety. I just want you to know right now. So That's why we were in the car for so long. We prayed, and then we just was like, okay, okay. So then she left. So then she came home yesterday. It was raining, right? It was raining, and uh, it, just, it was just dreary. And then she came home, and I was like, hey. And she's like, hey. She comes to the house, and then she gets on the phone. And I'm like, <laughs> Yeah. I said, yeah, you know, I, I was turning green, my clothes were popping off, and I was like, Aah. And then I was like, "Lord, you are my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear?" Because I, I was mad. I was mad, and so this, I was. And so she got off the phone, and she was like, "I should have waited to do that." And I was like, "Really? What gave you that idea?" putting my clothes back together, putting the house back together. She was like, and I was like, it's all right, babe. You know, da, da, da. So we talked about it, right? We talked about it. And I was like, yeah, you know, because I'm, I'm a big communicator. It's like, when you do that, I feel this way. Oh yeah, I'm the, I'm the uh, if, you, if, you, if you buy into gender uh, communication roles, I'm the, I'm the girl in the list too. So it's like, when you do this, I feel this way. So I would appreciate it in the future. And she was like, okay. So then I could tell she got mad. She wasn't mad, but she felt like you know she had let me down, right? So I was like, and I was like, well, she can't get because you never you can't read that you can't read, right? Because so she's dour, and so I get mad because I'm like, how could she gonna be mad? I was like, don't, don't, don't. So I, so then I was like, you know what? She just got back. I really missed her. So I walk over to her and I just do her like this, and I start praying. And I was really sad. Now you're getting it, you're getting it, you're getting it, you're getting it, man, you're getting it. And I was like, yeah, I had to put the house back together, but I'm getting it, I'm getting it. So I'm praying, right? I pray, and I just, I just take authority over the situation. And, I, and then I just said, I missed you. And then we hugged each other, and, you know, Doc came in, and she hugged, and the dog jumped out, and just then back to the chaos. But within that, you have to, this is worship. Lord, I thank you for bringing my wife home to me. I thank you that she's safe because it was raining the whole time. I mean, I've never ridden with you, but you, you know. <laughs> but, you know, precious cargo. And Zondra drives fast, so I, <laughs> precious cargo, right? So, so, are you trying to keep up with her? So, see, she's like, 95. So, so, um, so I started praying. And so the Lord just opened my eyes and he said, I'm bringing her back to you. You know, what if something happened? I can't even, my mind won't even, right? What if something happened? So you brought her back to me. Lord, she's safe. She's here. We're together. She's she's home. You know, so the rest of that nonsense is just that nonsense. That's what has to be, particularly if you're married, because the enemy's going to. The enemy, use, the enemy, God uses the enemy to use your spouse to sharpen you. And my prayer used to be, Lord, help me be the man that I see in her eyes. I know, right? And now that I am, <laughs> Lord, <laughs> Lord, help me be better. <laughs> help me be the man she needs me to be. Help me be the father that I need to be, Lord. Help, uh, you know, we pray for our children. You have to pray together in agreement. Right, right. That's what. That's what has to happen. So we prayed, and then, and then everything was okay, pretty much. You know, the dog. I can't wait for this dog to get his shots. We got to take this dog out. He's one of. Those, he's a, He's an Australian Shepherd. Thank you. But I'm pumped. Don't get him started. He'll be here all week. And remember, tip your waitresses. They're working hard out there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so crazy praise. So David is giving crazy praise. He's giving crazy, crazy, crazy praise. Where are we? We're seven. I think I'm going to stop here. I think I'm going to stop here. Um,